Welcome to another episode of Alec Across the States. I'm Dan Reynolds, your host. Today, we're sitting down with Texas Representative Pan Parker. He represents the Texas House District number 63, and uh, he is actually our September State Legislator of the Month, which is our honorific here at ALEC that we highlight and select state legislators from across the states who are working on substantive policy issues. And the reason why we selected uh, Representative Parker is because of his longtime support and work on right-to-try legislation. So, Representative Parker, thank you so much for calling in today to talk a little bit more about uh, Right to Try and what you do. Well, Dan, my goodness, it's my privilege. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. So, for our listeners who may not know what Right to Try is, give us the you know the elementary first steps walk-in. What is going on with Right to Try? What is it? Well, Dan, thank you for the, the opportunity to visit uh, about this critical topic. So, the Right to Try is a movement that started in the States uh, many years ago. Uh, Texas was a leader in that regard. Uh, it really is a fundamental framework to understand the importance of medical freedom or medical liberty. And we believe that individuals that are terminal, that are fighting for their life, they should have access to life-saving therapeutics. And uh, without, uh, you know, anyone stopping them from having that opportunity if they can sign, if you will, a release of their liability, uh, one, and, and two, uh, that you can, uh, you know, obviously uh, have some degree of comfort that a particular breakthrough medication is far enough along in its development that it can provide some real value. So that's the balance, is that you want folks that are in need to have access uh, to life-saving therapeutics. And uh, this, of course, is something that uh, began as a movement in the states. Uh, we got to uh, many dozens of states, uh, and then ultimately President Trump signed it into law as federal legislation yeah. uh, last yeah. year. So very, very exciting to see that model where something began in the states where we incubated it and then spread, if you will, across the states, and then ultimately the president and the Congress put in place uh, legislation on this on a national level. So it was a great breakthrough to help everyone that deals with uh, you know, at some point in their life, God forbid, these kind of terminal conditions uh, and allowing people to have access to life-saving therapy. Yeah, it's it's so important to get these issues right. I mean, especially, like you said, with medical freedom. Uh, I mean, it's just a component of individual freedom. And if you don't have medical freedom, your individual freedom is going to be diminished. So working more towards right-to-try legislations and passing that across the states and seeing it being picked up in the federal government is so awesome uh, to see, at least from my perspective. Uh, I know before we uh, hopped on the call here together on the podcast, we were talking briefly about uh, the specific term that uh, you had on your uh, piece of legislation, which was called Charlie's Law, which I know you began working on in 2017 and uh, sort of perfected uh, this year in 2019. So can you take me through that story? What what did uh, the first legislation piece of legislation look like in 2017, and what were the aspects that you added to it to, uh, quote-unquote, perfect it this year? No, Dan, again, that's a great uh, question. And, and Charlie's Law is really an extension of the work that we've been doing in Texas and across the country on Right to Try. Right to Try's original premise was around providing, if you will, access to care for the terminally ill. With Charlie's Law, what I recognized was the importance of being able to address 
the needs of the chronically ill in addition to the terminally ill. And, and that's really the basic premise where I started thinking about this and what we wanted to accomplish. Uh, in my own life, uh, I, my wife has uh, experienced a, a lot of health challenge. Um, and uh, as a result, it's given me insight to uh, all of the thousands of people uh, that uh, tragically across Texas and across the country uh, deal with, with chronic illness. And so it opened my eyes to uh, what can be done in this area, uh, trying to make certain that people have access to innovation, uh, but at the same time uh, that we focused it intelligently. And so Charlie's Law uh, is specifically a bill that provided access to adult stem cell therapies in Texas, uh, those that require, if you will, the expansion of cells. Um, and it's really the first of its kind in the nation to do so. Uh, today, uh, I should say prior to uh, Charlie's Law uh, being passed originally in 2017, and then, as you said, Dan, perfected here earlier this year in 2019, people that were dealing with the most serious of conditions, be it Alzheimer's, be it, uh, be it lupus, be it cancers, be it spinal cord injuries, uh, multiple sclerosis, and all those kinds of conditions, um, they had to leave the country in order to get adult stem cell treatment uh, for their conditions. Um, and, and that's pretty well known that people had to, you know, literally go to Asia, go to uh, down to South America, go to Mexico, what have you, uh, to get access to those uh, types of, of procedures. And the reason being is that the FDA uh, had really made a line of delineation and said, if you remove your own adult stem cells from your body, and they are out of your body for a period greater than 24 hours, uh, then it becomes a pharmacological drug. Well, I just absolutely push back on that. I completely disagree. And, and that was the premise by what we did, what we did with uh, House Bill uh, 810, or as you said, uh, uh, and I call it Charlie's Law. So what, what we did effectively, Dan, is that we were able now to allow the people of Texas to be able to get these adult stem cell treatments now in Texas without having to leave the state or leave the country. Now, I want to be clear uh, for the audience that, you know, the FDA governs the adult stem cell uh, treatments that are less than 24 hours that are really for orthopedic type situations, people that are having issues with a knee or a hip or other, other um, types of uh, uh, joint concerns. Uh, those kinds of uh, therapies are governed by the FDA uh, here in the U.S. But for these major medical conditions, they had to go out of the country. And that's the reason why we, we passed Charlie's Law. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a very important, uh, you know, story to understand with this. But frankly, this success that you've had with Charlie's Law going from 2017 to now perfecting it in 2019, I mean, this is actually pretty normal for you because you've had similar success with uh, a law I know called in Texas Jenna's Law, where you perfected it in 2011, and it actually uh, became an ALEC model policy. So can you talk to me about uh, Jenna's Law and also Charlie's Law, um, and talk to me about the ALEC model policy process um, with these policies? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so with Charlie's Law, you know, the interesting is I named Charlie, just to give everybody some perspective, but Charlie was the really one of my first chairmen I ever had the privilege of serving under the legislature. And when we had the Charlie's Law bill uh, in the process of being considered, 
literally after a 20-year battle with cancer, uh, the doctors in Houston told Charlie and his wife, Joe, that their last chance, uh, there was no other chance but adult stem cell. He was too weak to leave the country and travel. His last hope would be this bill passing. And so literally they came the final 36 hours of his life, as it would turn out, uh, and they were both advocating passionately to my colleagues about passing, passing this bill, uh, House Bill 810, that, of course, I would go on later, uh, tragically, after my dear friend's passing, he's now home with the Lord, but to name it Charlie's Law in his honor. Uh, but, but the model, if you will, to your question, Dan, is one where ALEC is a tremendous platform for us as state lawmakers to be able to create something that can do so much good. We know that the real innovation in this country comes from the states. And we know that, you know, the way that we have a stronger America is to have a stronger state environment where innovation is, is fast-paced and constantly occurring. And, and so as a result of that, the ALEC platform provided for me in years past with other legislation like Jenna's Law, as you referenced, an opportunity to pass the first bill of its kind uh, back in 2009 and then a perfection in 2011. That was the first bill of its kind that addressed the challenges and the needs around stopping childhood sexual abuse, a topic that not many people wanted to talk about in 2009 and 2011. But we did so in Texas. I'm very, very proud of the young woman that was from my district, Jenna Quinn, uh, for her bravery to come forward. She was so courageous as a young woman, as a young survivor. And it's so important on that topic that we talk about the survivors. Uh, and, and as a result of that, I've created Survivors Day uh, over the years here in Texas as well to talk about what they have done, what they've had to overcome. But in this case, uh, with Jenna, uh, once we passed Jenna's law, uh, again, the first of its kind in the nation, Alec was wonderful and supported me taking, uh, you know, that bill, so to speak, on the road. Uh, Jenna would actually go to the various conferences that Alec would have every year and educate people. We're now, I'm, I'm very proud to say, uh, in over 20 states in the nation today because of that process, that process of interaction, that process of communication, one-on-one -on -one with legislators and experts and policy. Uh, that's, the, that's what makes Alec so special. And uh, so I'm also now, uh, the, can I complete the story? So this, this bill began in Texas. By God's grace, it was on my heart to do this. We had the courageousness of a, of a young Jenna Quinn uh, that was so brave and so, uh, uh, so strong in telling her story uh, that was just, uh, just absolutely abhorrent, uh, that we then had the momentum and the strength to be able to get it across the states. And now uh, my own senator, uh, U.S. Senator John Cornyn, now earlier this year in 2019, introduced Jenna's Law, as I called it in Texas, to be now the model, not just for these 20 states, but for the nation as a whole. So I'm very thankful for the senator for doing that. Uh, but it's, again, just great testimony of how great innovation, be it with regard to protecting babies from child sexual abuse or making certain that we honor and represent and respect the sacred privilege, in my mind, of having, uh, you know, real medical freedom, medical liberty, yeah. to do what you yeah. think is best for you and your life and your family. If you have the proper disclosures and the sign-off necessary, you as a citizen should have that fundamental right to have the chance to fight for your life. And so all of these ideas start in the states, 
And uh, just like Jenna's law now, Senator Cornyn and, and Washington will become the federal law of the land, and it's in 20 states as we speak. I believe that Charlie's law will follow the same model, just like the right to try, just like Jenna's law. We will get it across the nation the next few years, and my hope then is that we'll get, obviously, the U.S. Congress to pass it and uh, President Trump to, uh, to sign it into law. So uh, this is right in alignment with issues that President Trump is very passionate about, as you well know. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see a reason why that won't happen. I mean, you've had success with Jenna's law and and, uh, and right to try legislation in Texas and moving across the states, Jenna's law being in 20 states. Now it's in the federal government. I mean, this is just a, a tremendous story here. And you're you're not only a leader on these issues, you're actually a leader at ALEC as well. You're our tex- one of our Texas state chairs. So let me thank you first for your service there. And then also, you know, one more time, congratulate you again on being selected as the Alex September State Legislator of the Month. I'm really excited to continue watching uh, Charlie's Law and see it spread across the states. I love seeing great ideas picked up in different state houses and go to other ones. Uh, and this is certainly a policy that is one of those. Uh, Representative Parker, we are coming to the end here of our segment, but thank you so much for calling in. And if there's anything else you'd like to alert our listeners of, because most of our listeners will be other state legislators just like you, this is a great time for you to do it. Well, Dan, look, thank you again for the, the platform that Alec provides. What an honor and privilege it is for me to be selected as the Legislator of the Month by Alec. Uh, the organization is just exceptional. I try to share that with all of our new freshman members of the legislature every session. Uh, it's just an invaluable tool. We need to continue to strengthen it. It just strengthens America when we have stronger states. And, and this environment of enhanced communication and dialogue with one another, at the end of the day, uh, it's critical that our nation be successful, as we all know. But that can only happen if we have civil discourse with one another and educate and talk about issues, uh, even when we disagree. And uh, I just think Alec provides a tremendous platform for that, and I'm honored to be the Legislator of the Month. So thank you, Dan, for your time and your service and uh, all that you do. Of course, and you know, thank you so much for your service as well. Uh, with that, uh, I am Dan Reynolds, your host of Alec Across the States, and that brings us to the end of our segment. Once again, thank you for, having a, uh, for coming on. Representative Parker, loved talking to you today. My privilege, Dan. Thank you. Have a blessed weekend. You too. Thank you for listening to Across the States, the premier state-focused podcast presented by the American Legislative Exchange Council. To learn more about our work or to make a tax-deductible donation, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Alex States, and check us out online at alec.org. All individuals on this show do not speak for the American Legislative Exchange Council and are representing their own individual opinions.